wasn't going to do that to myself. I'll listen to it when I'm like already in a bad mood to make myself in a worse mood. <laughs> I don't want to ruin a good mood. Thank you for listening to this episode today of your favorite podcast instead of whatever else you had planned to do at this point. Whatever you were expecting to listen to this week, you don't get to listen to it. Instead, you get to listen to take two of A Tribe Called Quest versus Outcast. Why I say take two is because back in July of 2021... 2020. Thank you, I'm sorry. July of 2020, we tried to record this, and then there were some technical difficulties. So we said, okay, well, we'll do it later. We put it off for a while, because we didn't want to rehash that argument immediately after... So here we are, like, nine months later, eight months later, different people, ready to talk again about these two great bands of the 90s. Yeah, I'm very excited. Very, Uh, very excited. With me, of course, as always, are Steven and Alex, my wonderful co-hosts and music man myth himself mr jorge mr that's me well he's a teacher now you gotta you gotta call him a mister i am a teacher though though i don't know teaching the streets (laughs) i don't know if they call him mr jorge oh no they don't they don't know my first name a kid asked me i told him it's mr and we just left it at that (laughs) it's a good answer it's a fantastic answer also, that's the chair I'm getting. It's been decided. It looks Is it in fantastic. the mail right now? It's in general. But yeah, it will be in the mail. A ball chair? Hell yeah. Look at that thing. I mean, oh, it's, nice. supposed to, it's supposed to increase. Your core. Yeah, you work your core. You get fucking shredded. So, uh, my question is what is the the most unique band name that you have listened to recently. Let me go see. Let me also go see. The internet. That's the name of a band you've listened to recently? Yeah. I love the internet. The internet's fantastic. He's also a good musician that Steven showed me, but Ross from Friends is a great name for a band. Yeah, I like. There's like three or four of them that are fucking incredible. You got Ross from Friends, DJ Seinfeld, and DJ Boring. Like all three of those are fantastic mm-hmm. names. Yeah, a tribe called Quest is a pretty good band name. Mm-hmm. Fantastic band Out- name. Out- Outcast is also a good band name, more so because of what it, I think it's supposed to resemble. We know what it's supposed to resemble. If you exactly. listen to the music, he tells exactly. you. Exactly, exactly. In the first album. In literally the first album, he's like, you gotta be an outcast. Mm-hmm. Fuck being anything else. Yeah. Yeah. I like it more because it's spelled with a K instead of a C. Sure. And fuck any other spelling of outcast. Just how we don't respect any spelling of phenomenal that, you know, doesn't start with an F. Exactly. Shout out to F baby. Easy F, F baby, F stands for phenomenal. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Not in any of these albums. 
Three Stacks okay. shows up on a very good song that Little Wayne is on, though. Yep. So, Steven, oh, your answer is the internet. Yep. Alex. Uh, it's not necessarily a band, more such as a musician, but Potsu, P-O-T-S-U. Okay. Another lo-fi beat. Pretty solid. Yep. Guy that Steven showed us. I mean, I don't know if he showed it to you, but he showed it to me. I don't remember him showing it to me. Okay, Patsu's well, great. Alex found it on himself. Patsu is great. Patsu is great. What about you, Jorge? Uh, the greeting committee, which I honestly only have heard one song from them, and it just goes in that new uh, To All the Boys movie. Okay. But yeah, no, Fire I'm, Song. I've never heard of this band at all. Are they good? Uh, neither have I. Again, I know one song. It's a good song. I guess I need that one song. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all I know. If you want to know more about it, though, just watch the To All the Boys movie. That's not a plug, but, you know, they, that movie has a better soundtrack than it deserves. It's fucking definitely not a plug, but it could be. Hey, if you want to plug, Zack Snyder Justice League came out. Sit down for all four hours of that. Or don't. Disgusting. Or skip it. Yeah, I'll skip that. Okay, but we're, I want to talk about these two bands because both of these bands are good bands in their own way. Uh, last time, Steven was heavily in the Outcast is the greatest band of all time. Maybe not the great, but you, like... They are way better the than top, a Tribe But way Quest. better than A Tribe Called Quest. He described the difference as a gulf. Music gap. From how you've been talking recently, that gap has been shored at least a little bit. Yeah, the gap got closed a, a tad. It got <laughs> shored up a little bit. It's no longer the Grand Canyon. It's now just like, I don't know. A regular canyon? I don't, Maybe like a creek? The the reference Ooh, we used last time was that gulf between Great Britain and uh, mainland Europe. I don't remember what that gulf is called. The British Channel? Yes, I think so. You so can smaller that. than that. You can you can technically I mean I can't swim that, but people no. can. The royal you. People who aren't you basically. Yes, exactly. People who are more athletic than I and less scared of water. I'm not afraid of water, but thassalophobia? Is thassalophobia water in general or just deep water like the ocean? I think that is deep water like deep water. Thassalophobia? I have that. Fuck that. I'm not going out on this big open water, so I'm not going to swim the English Channel. But I don't even really want to swim in a lake. Like, it's too deep. It's spooky. I love the water. I do, too. Pools? Fantastic. I love it. I love frolicking around in a fucking pool. But Frolicking. Yeah, Good dude. word. Can Good you word. technically frolic in a pool? Yeah. yeah it's, like, shallow enough, yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And you got the right attitude. You can frolic in anything. Exactly, Jorge. Hey, you know that's on me, me for yeah for not having not be not having that frolicking mentality. Okay, the first album because we're going chronologically from the first album to the last album. We are talking about two of these albums as the deluxe or extended edition or anniversary edition or whatever. And even though those iterations came out much later, we're going to talk about them. From when the original album came out. So, April of 1990 is People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm. That is an incredible name for an album. 
It's pretty good. It's a pretty good name for an album. For your first Fantastic. album, this is the name for your album. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Jorge, what do you think about this album? To my knowledge, it's just a rumor I heard, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, this album solved the literary literacy problem in New York suburbs. Um, a fantastic That's first reasonable. album. Originally on my old list, it was number one. Um, now it's at number six. Oh wow, that for a good down. reason. For a good Quite reason. Quite a bit. Um, That's a and big I think difference. It was, well, so the first time I listened to this album, and when I first made this list, like the first time I heard this album, I heard basically all my favorite rappers and the origin to all my favorite rappers when I heard this album. Um, I'm past that now. I have grown. But I still do love this album. Um, so it being at number six is not a bad thing because my numbers one through five, I love all of those albums. Like front to back, all these albums are like, I would say nine out of ten and above. But, you know, Pitapore is is a solid eight. Pitapore is incredible. I'm going to get this out of here first. There are, like, there's, like, one probably bad album in this entire list. I and agree. Bad, bad, it's like it's still, like, a five, which is still, like, yeah. That's mediocre. a good bad album. It's a really good bad album, basically. Yeah, so, all of these albums. Like, I was looking up shit about this on Spotify, like trying to like figure out more about these bands. And so I must shout out Spotify, whoever has created the about me page for these two bands on Spotify. A tribe called quest is potentially the most intelligent and talented rap groups from the entire nineties period. And you could probably broaden that spectrum. They are an incredibly talented rap group that has been incredibly influential in the rap genre and just music as a whole. And Outkast is potentially one of the most iconic and influential hip-hop duos, just period. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can call out, like, I don't think you can call A Tribe Called Quest the best rap ensemble of the 90s. When you're talking, when you're also talking about I would about say Outcast. Wu-Tang Clan is in there. Um, Wu-Tang's in there. Outcast is in there. Like, fucking... You, I, it's so but, hard. But Out, Out, Outcast, is. like, is a little bit further from just straight-up rap. Like, they're rap. Outcast is like, insane. Outcast I, is fucking crazy. Sure. So, is. in my opinion, both these groups are humongous influence, influencers, humongous yeah. originators... Um, to this the rap genre, just in completely different ways. Yeah, because I argue with you know without Tribe Called Quest, we don't get we probably don't get Nas, we we don't get Ye, probably don't we no, don't we get don't, um there's no jazz called like we just lose that. Yeah, we just we don't get Cole, we don't get a uh, freaking we probably don't get Kendrick. We maybe actually eh, that's debatable. Um, but we don't get a lot of those New York rapper. We don't get Rocky, which means we don't get all mm-hmm. of ASAP Mob. Like. They they fathered so many different rappers. Um, and so many rappers were inspired by just the way they did, yeah, jazz rap. Um, Outcast is an entirely different thing. Because they took rap and they literally stretched it to its limits. Like, you have yeah, these rap songs being commercialized. And they're also, fun fact, the uh, one of two only rap albums. One of their albums is one of two only rap albums to ever win an album of the year at the Grammys. Mm-hmm. The other one being uh, Lauryn Hill's album, um... I forgot the name of it, but yeah. 
Uh, which album? Uh, the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Uh, yeah, that was it. the first rap album to win um, album of the year at the Grammys. It's Speaker Box, The Love Below. That is Speaker the Box, only Below. other rap album yep. in all time. Like again, those are the only two. Nothing else has won album of the year in hip in the hip hop category since then. Speaker Box, Love Below is also one of the most sellingest albums of fucking all time. Not even with the qualification of it being a rap album. It just period. It is one of the highest selling albums of all time. Like they consider like Andre 3000's flow is just constantly criticized as like one of the most original ways of rapping. It's just of fucking all time. crazy. And it is. It it blows your mind. Like looking at it analytically, just the effects that these two like groups have had on the rap community is wild. And you can honestly argue it for hours who has more of an effect. Mm-hmm. Like even more recently, Outcast is still influencing people. Like Earth Gang, mm-hmm. Earth Gang is just Earth Gang, Spillage Village, Jid, uh, fucking bot. Like basically Cole, like Cole's subgroup that isn't Cole. Greenville. Yeah, yeah, most Greenville. Greenville. Yeah, Greenville's they're, Outcast. They're yeah, Outcast. Outcast. Uh, Childish Gambino. Yeah, it's also fucking ridiculous. heavily influenced by Outcast. Basically, all these ATL rappers. Hugely mm-hmm. feels by Outcast, and then again, you can also argue people like Chance, people like freaking um, not No Name. Who am I thinking of? Smino. Yeah, Smino. Smino. Like these people were also influenced by Outcast, and they're just wild, outlandish way of making rap music. Mm-hmm. Shit's fucking crazy. Yeah, no. Nah. The history behind say. it is wild. Mm-hmm. Peter Poor. I fucking flipped on this album completely. When it, it when I first did this, it was my number nine. It's now my number two. I fucking yeah. this album's so good. Yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. Fantastic. Absolutely incredible. This album went from my number six also to my number two. The album. You know what's crazy? When I said I was my number one, y'all thought I was tripping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we're here now. We've redone. Uh, we re-listened to the music. We've given it more time. We've given it more thought. We're here now. This album. Hey, this is why I'm the expert, everybody. I just want this to be known. Hey, you move it to your number six. <laughs> hey, listen. And you know what? Maybe in nine months, it'll be your number six, too. Um... <laughs> Maybe. Push Push It Along is an incredible first song to start a career on. I don't like the way that song opens with, like, this is like a, like a, a, a thing of the era. Crying babies at the beginning sure, of rap sure. albums I don't drives either. me fucking crazy. I don't, uh, they, it happens in this, and then it's in one song in Aquemini. Uh, it's not West Savannah; it's the other one. It's the one right before West Savannah. Spodiody, Dopalicious. No, 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 no. That, that's after. Um, it's in Slump. Yeah, you're right. Slump it has is. a baby crying. Um. Kind of, well, yeah, a little bit. Uh, it happens in in Biggie's "Ready to Die" as well. Not "Ready to Die." Fucking, it happens in a Biggie album, whatever. But I don't like it. Happens in a Jay Z album of the time. I, I just don't like it. It's it's annoying to me anyway. But album, it's still a really good, good. It's really like the rest of the song. Before yeah, I it's a really good song. Alex, where do you have it? It's my number seven. Good album. Low. Enjoy it. There's better albums. This stuff, like it's so hard. It's so good. It's, this out. This list is so fucking hard. The shit in the middle 
it's going to be all over the place for us because I like it's just going to be like what hit us good. specifically the most. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I might have some albums because like a little lower, even though I know they're good albums. Like so, Stephen had suggested doing this in a tier list rather than or like in tiers rather than a, a one to eleven list because it's just more. I don't know. It's more. It, it it's not rude to some of these albums. To like, I don't want to put an album at number nine, even though it's like a really a good fantastic album. album. <laughs> exactly, but like on any of the list, it'd be like top three. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, it is eleven. It is all six of uh, Tropical Quest albums, and it is the five Outcast albums that is not Idlewild because that's a it's a soundtrack. It's a, it's a soundtrack. It was specifically Wait. made for a movie. But real yeah, but we quick, did Tron, we did Tron for Dash Punk. You're right. I don't know. It's too late at this point. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I haven't listened to it, so it's a good album. I would recommend listening to it. It has one of my favorite Outcast songs, wildly enough. Um, around uh, fuck, what is it? What is it, Jorge? That's the one with uh, what's her face? I think Janelle Monae. Um. Give me one second. I'm gonna find it real quick. But do y'all right, also well, want to just add a quick tier list no. for reference? No, hey, that's too much. That's to perfectly fine. It's called The Law with Janelle Monae. That song is just fantastic. It also has Hollywood Divorce, which is another song that's fantastic. Hollywood Divorce. Oh my God, that song bangs. It does. Like this album has a lot of bangers, so I definitely recommend listening to it on your own time. Uh. I want to keep talking about people's instinctive travels in the path of rhythm. Hey, absolutely. Luck of Lucian is a funny song. It's great. I, I love where it's just in the background, you hear this guy with the French accent say, Why don't you like my accent? Everybody like my accent. I'm French. I'm the best. Yeah. It's great. It cracks me up every single time. Steven's right. I left my wallet in El Segundo. Funny song. Good Dude, song. That song is so good. Can I kick it? Iconic. Yes, you can. This song is so <laughs> fucking iconic and it's so good. It's so good. I... Also, rhythm devoted to the art of moving butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ham and eggs. I also think that song's a funny song. I like it. I sing. Al- I can't listen to that song and not sing along to it. Because it's just a fun song. Benita Applebaum. Benita, Benita Applebaum is so good. Like, I really... The, uh, the the 25th anniversary only adds a couple remixes at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, CeeLo Green is a part of... Even though it's the, the 25th anniversary edition, he's a part of the first album for A Tribe Called Quest, and he's a part of the first album for Outkast. He's in a lot of shit with Outkast because he was part of Goody Mob. Sure. But CeeLo Green making this appearance. Mm-hmm. My hot take is that uh, Gnarls Barkley was so popular. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> About Gnarls Barkley. So they sent CeeLo Green back in time? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. So... That he could play on all of these ba- play with all these bands, and he'd become popular before Gnarls Barkley, just to make it seem like he was first, even though he wasn't. <laughs> Accomplished. What is sending Gnarls Barkley? So okay, so 
crazy comes out. And it's a wild success. Yeah. So they send Gnarls Barkley back. No, 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 no. They send CeeLo Green back. Who's Gnarls Barkley? They send CeeLo Green back. And he's like, I'm going to fuck around with Outcast. I'm going to fuck around at the Tribe of Quest. And we're Gucci. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's the timeline we're living in. Does that make Gnarls Barkley more popular? Timeline we're living in. You can't just shrug. You can't. (laughs) Okay, what's number two? What are we talking about? One second, about? one second. I'm not done talking about this album. <laughs> this is my number two. It's a good album. I want to talk about it. So, I like how in between some of the songs, they make it seem like almost dreamlike. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Where where the end of the song, you're still in the one song, right? And then you have like, it's kind of like uh, an interlude, but it's it's part of the song and it like fades out and it has that, that beat to it. And it, kind of sounds mystical or whatever and it feels like you're going through this dreamlike state and they're telling you about all of this random shit that's going on gotta push it along and then in between it tells you about the luck of lucien and then you i would have liked it a little bit more if they did it more because i think they do it like four or five times um i personally would have liked a little bit more like maybe one or two more times but to really give it that theme for the whole album, but I mean, like all of these songs are good. Like, there's not a bad song on this album. There's some songs that are like maybe like just okay. They're not like amazing songs, but mm-hmm. none of them are bad. Album slaps. Album fucking slaps. And we transition. We go into album number two. For a Tribe Called Quest comes out in September of 1991. It is the Low End Theory. All right, so this album actually became my number one. <laughs> um, I absolutely love the Low End Theory. Like, check the rhyme. I honestly think it's Tribe Called Quest best out or best song. That song is fantastic. On top of that, you got Jazz, We've Got That, or Jazz, We've Got. You got Rap Promoter, which I just love because hilarious. Um, what's it called? Infamous Date Rape. Scenario, which is one of their most iconic songs. Like, and on top of that, the entire album just flows so well. So, Low End Theory actually moved up to my number one. That album was just absolutely fantastic. Where was it last time? Um, I think it was more towards the middle last time. Um, I don't remember. I think it might have been like three or four. This album, it was my number eight last time. It is now my number seven. This album was towards the end of why I liked A Tribe Called Quest. We'll talk about it a little bit more, but the low-end theory, it's really, really, really fucking good. But there's like a thing that happens more on Beats Rhymes in Life that we'll talk about in a second. But this album, very good. Butter, I love that stupid song. It's so good. Uh, so good. <laughs> We've got the jazz, incredible, Sky Pager, where there that's just that's that entire song is just a fucking flex. It's great. Uh I have this album a little lower. Last time I had it at number eight. And this is what I was talking about earlier. I have it at number 10. Now, that's a lot lower than Jorge has it. 
And Jorge probably likes the album more than I do. But I don't dislike the album. The album's still, like, a really good album. Some of these songs mm-hmm. just didn't fit well with me. Like, I'm not huge on rap. I'm also not huge on jazz. So, like, jazz rap, lots of it sounds good, but I also just don't want to listen to it in my free time. So, some of these songs I didn't like as much, so they're lower. Um, like, listening to some of these albums, it seemed to me like Outkast and A Tribe Called Quest each share, like, half of jazz music. Like, Outkast, it feel like... So, A Tribe Called Quest feels like... It feels like jazz. You have, like... It's like a story, right? Like, you start at point A and you end at point B. Lots of times you don't have, like, a chorus. You have, like, some one, like, word or phrase that we're going to say through a lot of the songs. But we're not, like... We're not looping back. It's a straight line. It's not a circle. Where some of the Outkast songs are more of a circle, but they have, like, the jazzy instruments, so it feels like jazzy music, even if mm-hmm. it's not in the same structure as jazz. So I like some of those songs more. Low in Theory, still a good album. Uh, but it, I personally think there are better albums. Probably my second favorite art of the bunch. I really like the Low in Theory's album art a whole lot. I do it does too. look real nice. Um... I think my favorite one is still is honestly the Pitapore uh, 25th anniversary because I really like the um I like the footsteps I like just like them in between the buildings I don't know, I just really really enjoy that album cover I like Stankonia Stankonia is so iconic it's fucking ridiculous oh are we also talking about Outcast ones okay the Outcast ones are just oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic and I will say Outcast blows Tribe Called Quest out the water when it comes to album art almost every single time yeah. They, I mean, yeah, they do. There, there are some of them that I don't like for Outcast. I don't like a Quimini's art cover. What? God, I love Quimini. I love that's like it. a it's that's so literally a nineteen nineties movie poster. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it looks so hectic. Uh, but I was gonna ask this earlier or at some point. Do extra shit outside of the music affect the album to to you guys what do you mean what do you mean so like the name of the album the album cover or shit that happens because of the album do any of those aspects make the album cooler yes absolutely um let me think of a fantastic example uh, for me personally, I think definitely the name and the cover image adds on to the effect of the album, not just the music. While the music is the most important factor, it's not the only factor. Like, one great uh, aspect of it is that Daytona by Pusha T, first time I listened to it, it was a great album. I was like, yeah, I really enjoyed this. It directly led up to the Drake Pusha T beef, which led to the story of Adidon. And after I heard story of Adidon and then went back to listen to Daytona, it immediately became a much better album. Daytona? That album art is fucking incredible. It's the Coke bathroom where Whitney Houston died. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole um, like, whole thing. It's behind fucking that. ridiculous. <laughs> and that album is Pusha T's best album. Yeah. Uh, it's probably. No, you said it. You made the statement. It's Pusha T's best album. Hell hath no fury, and or... the other clips album might be better though. 
or also anti by Rihanna just because it's the last album she did and then she immediately went to making clothes. That immediately made that my favorite Rihanna album, even though it was probably her best anyway. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Alex, you haven't even told us where this is for you. Ah, number eight. Good okay. album. Enjoyed it. Uh, a year later? Not even a year later. Like, six months later? Wait, I'm not. I'm looking at that wrong. No, six? No. Two years later. There you Jesus. go. Uh, two years later, we get Midnight Marauders. Also by A Tribe Called the Quest. That is my number four. It's a good album. I, it is a great album. Under, I understand why, like, critically speaking, it has always been treated as, like, A Tribe Called Quest's best album. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's just a textbook, fantastic album. And what was my favorite song from this album? Electric Relaxation is another iconic song. Oh, it absolutely is. Yes. I heard the remix uh, of that before the original, but like the original is still just an amazing song. Lyrics to Go is, I think, my favorite song on that album. That song is just fantastic. Also, just the Lyrics entire, like, really I love good. the introduction of that album. Uh, what's it called? Midnight Marauder Tour Guide? Mm-hmm. That is, that is my favorite aspect of this album. It's my number... This was my highest rated album. A Tribe Called Quest album last time. It was at number six. It's now moved down. It's number nine now. Like, it's still fucking incredible. And I really like the the robot lady telling you what Maraud means. Maraud means to loot. And in this, yeah. we Maraud your ears. God, it's so good. Midnight Marauders is also a fantastic album name. It would be an incredible band name. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Or like a supervillains like guild or the Midnight Marauders. That's yeah. what we do. Like it's just, it's just a cool name. Yeah, it's fucking dope as shit. Uh album's really good. Uh award tour. Really good song. Mm-hmm. Like I already said, Electric Relaxation, very good song. I like God Lives Through a whole lot. Um I like Oh My God. I don't know why I like that song, but I do. <laughs> that song just funny Oh My God's me. really good. Mm-hmm. It's my number eight. I still think there are some better albums, but I do like it a whole lot. Last time, I think it was my second highest A Tribe Called Quest album. It was at number four. So it's moved down a lot, and I don't think I like this album less than I did last time. I just like some of these other albums more, so they went up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like Steve Bicko. Stirred up. Oh man, it's uh my number three. I really enjoyed the album. The opening is fantastic. Uh, really just enjoyed all the songs. I agree. The yeah, Jorge it's, it's, lyrics to go is fantastic. Lyrics to go is very good. God, oh, like the fucking beats. A tribe called Quests. They do beats really good beats. Are incredible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Like if I could listen, because I'm I'm not huge on rap, but if I could just find a bunch of instrumentals for all of their shit, where I just get to listen to their sick fucking beats, I'd be so happy. It'd be more of what I'd want to listen to. But like, because each song feels like it has this own unique beat. You don't feel like you're hearing the same song twice. Mm-hmm. 
it's all jazz rap, but like there's the samples are all fucking all over the place, and they're chopped in a way that makes it very unique between songs. It's very cool. And one thing I actually do like about both a tribe called Quest and uh, what's it called, Outcast when they do jazz rap. Like I think this is like the epitome of like this is the jazziest jazz rap ever because each time like a different person comes in, it's not like. It doesn't feel choreographed. It doesn't feel like, hey, they were 100% supposed to come in here. Just like, yeah, I'm just coming in now. Or, hey, I'm mm-hmm. bringing you in now. And you just take yeah, the just, flow. Yeah. And you run it's with it. It's fucking cool as shit. And it's different. Everyone got their own different flow, and you're just running with it. Until the next mm-hmm. person gets on. Like, ah, oh, man. Outcast does that. So fucking well. Impeccably well. Like, I think one of my favorite examples was On Roses. Because just, uh... Going from like Andre 3000 just running the, uh, what's it called? The chorus to. Uh, did I forget the other member of Outcast's name? Big Boy? Big I Boy? Kn- See, I knew it was Big Boy, but I'm like, no, Luci- it's not Big Boy. <laughs> Lucius Left Foot? Lucius Left Foot. But yeah, He's got no, a lot of good names. The Big Boy's just. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Like, minute long verse. That's just fantastic on that album. Like, or on that song, and just uh, all the times they do it, it just it never gets old. It never gets old, and it always feels fresh. And I love it every single time. It's incredible. Time. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. All right. Well, we get to talk about it right now. Maybe not exactly, but we're talking about Outcast right now. We got this is what I meant. I looked at the wrong date. This is six months. Cadillac funky music. Yeah. Southern like, playlistic uh, Cadillac music. Yeah, there's no, oh, there's no there's funky, no funky in there. Sorry, the funky you think about is the song. Yeah, yeah, that's funky the song. ride, Steve. No, different, different. The song. Different. So don't play a list of kind of like funky music. Sure, 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 sure. It's on the album. Music. That's not the album. Funky so, music. April of 1994. A long. It's a long title. It's a single word. There's no spaces. You gotta say it all. Or you can't say it. What? What a first album. What a fucking first album. Absolutely fucking incredible. Where is it, Jorge? So, for me, it is at number eight. And, you know, I just gotta imagine, dog. Which, I mean, again, it's a great album. Don't get me wrong. I love this album. Um, But, it's not my favorite Outcast album. Um, between the two introduction albums, it's still the worst, but it is still a fantastic um album, especially coming from a place where you didn't have a lot of rap role models, you didn't have a lot of roots in rap, and they came up and they made that from their start. Like it's from like Atlanta. These right? people, yeah, these people are the fathers of ATL rap. So what is ATL rap? Ah, it's like it's it's south it's another type of south rap but it's different than houston rap and dallas rap which are two entirely different types of rap and, um, and tennessee rap it's different it, Ooh, very different in tennessee rap is atl um, supposed to be like atlanta yeah yes i didn't know atlians meant like atlanta but we're making like like it's a play on yeah. words i didn't i didn't know that well now you do man now I like, do. They, the they, little, said, they said ATL the reading a lot, rainbow, but... uh, rainbow, just the more you know. Yeah. Exactly. There you go, John. But yeah, um, Atlanta didn't have a lot of rappers. I think the only other big name that was maybe up and around around them was maybe Ludacris. I don't know when he started, though. Ludacris um, is on this first album. Oh, snap. Ludacris is on this first album. Jesus Christ. 
I forget how old Ludacris he is. Plays ball. But he does. He talks during the interlude. He tells you what they're he? pulling up in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize that. In the club donkey ass interlude. Not in the interlude, but like before the song starts. He's he is telling you what the players are pulling up in. So, but yeah, like rap at like rap around this time was mostly like, hey, it's either in the in New York or East. Like it was East Coast versus West Coast rap. Like Southern mm-hmm. hip hop was still finding its roots. Yeah, exactly. So and this is also my number eight. Mm-hmm. But like, goddamn, players ball, funky ride. Funky ride, so funky ride is a good song. God mm-hmm. damn! Hey, never forget the the namesake Southern playlist of Cadillac music. Nope, that's that's a that good song. song. And then Hootie Who, which is now Hootie just Who. which became the uh, official slogan for wherever you see the cops anywhere. Exactly, just Hootie Who. Mm-hmm. Get up, get out. That song. It's just good. Like I don't like this fucking album. So goddamn good, but there's too many good albums. There's too many good albums. So this is why it got it got squished down here. Like uh, all I think about is the fact that almost any of these albums would have made top three in my Eminem list. Um, yeah, I mean, oh sure. God. What? Yeah, <laughs> easy. Like I have this. I also think it's an incredible first album. Last time I didn't think so. Last time I had it at number ten, I was like, it's whatever. It's my number six. It's a really good album. It's a fun. It's not as good to me as People's Instinctive Travels and Passive Rhythm, but that doesn't make it a bad album. It's still an incredible album. I've already listed off the songs that are fucking phenomenal on this album. I love how we had to start everything with "Hey, don't hate me for putting it this low." It's not that I don't exactly. like it. <laughs> exactly, we have to because it sounds bad. But like, like Stephen said earlier. I only think one of these albums is a not great album. Mm-hmm. And everything else is really good. The noise. Okay. I forgot to talk about the noise at like 25 ish, 26 ish seconds in on Ain't No Thing. It just fucking, you're just like, okay, yeah, I'm in. You've got, you've got me. I'm in now. You've hooked me. Like, there's. I'm not taking it out. We're fucking locked in. <laughs> it's like. So unique and ridiculous. I absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, it sounds like you're like scratching a record or something. But I've no, it's, I don't know it's, what it's it different. is. It's different. It's unique. I don't know. It's incredible. Are you gonna say something, Alex? I was listening to the noise, but yeah, uh, I also love this album. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Probably top ten lyrical quotes. Absolutely, uh, love it. So where is it? It's my number 12. It goes against my principles. It has no spaces. It has no commas. No, what, what do you mean number Wait, 12? Number There's, 12. Only 11. There's only 11. Yeah. 11, I'm sorry. It's my last one. Jesus. You're a maniac. It but, goes against my principles. I can't put it higher. But that is more... I mean, that's not acceptable because there's an album that's worse than this. Like, I know. You know. I thought we were all going to link up on that one, but... Uh... I thought we were all going to link up on 11, but... Uh, I guess not. But... Nope. But... I do distinctly remember last time Alex put Stankonia at number eleven. I did, and we were all upset. Yeah, that was you did do that. Words? That was insane. <laughs> but like, yeah, <laughs> that was before the whole Uma Guma controversy. Though that was the wildest thing I've heard in my life Uma at the Guma. time. 
I've, I've grown enlightened. Okay. It doesn't have to be number one or two it's, or it's top not. three or whatever, but like, God, number 11. Blasphemous. Okay. We're back to a Tribe Called Quest. We got Beats, Rhymes, and Life, which comes out in July of 1996. How do we feel about this album? This album is okay. It is their most okay album ever. I give it a solid 6 out of 10, maybe 7 out of 10. That's why it's number 10. It is also my number 10. I, like, this album began to, this is like the end before the bad one, but like, this album does something that I didn't realize that A Tribe Called Quest was doing. There's like, a bunch of weird, like, wholesome songs on it. Like, it's not, I don't know how to explain it, but they're not, like, angry enough for me, I guess, <laughs> to put it. Yeah, they're like, not angry. They're just it's hanging like, out. Yeah. They're rapping about things. Yeah, but it's Having like, fun. on The Pressure, The Pressure, by the way, that song is fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible on this album. But, like, The Hop, The Hop feels like two songs mixed together. Q-tips ver- like Q-tips weird verses on this entire album like it's like he self-censors a whole bunch and he's it's like real nice it's like nice guy rap I don't know it's weird to me sure it's super weird it's 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 much different from like so I do think they take a lot of like unique stances on rap and it's not like Talking about the big things that you could buy with all the money and all the, the bitches and like, I, I know that's not what rap is like about all the time, but that's like the stereotype, right? The stereotype mm-hmm. is that you're rapping about fucking money, clothes, and hoes. Yeah, exactly. So, and they're not doing that. They're doing like a little bit of political, a little bit of like money, and then it like f- just a lot of like fun shit. Just it like feels like a Christian rap fun. album. It feels like a Christian rap album without like the over like without the God. the God pair. Like yeah. It's weird. It's super it, weird. It sounds like they're just happy to be like yeah. rapping on an album. Yeah. But they're like, like, hey, we made it and we're happy about it. We're gonna tell you how fucking happy we are about it. Also, you have to understand that like that was more likely what rap was gonna be about back then. Like rap didn't become about, you know, rapping about at least East Coast rap was not like, like that heavily. This is like, 90s, like if anything, like, East Coast rap was about like rapping about beating somebody up, and that was occasionally. Yeah, yeah. But it was never really about like, hey, look at all the girls I got. Until you had rapper making like, until well, I guess Biggie did that more. But yeah, Biggie most other ones like Wu Tang like, Clan literally rapped about mm-hmm. just financial prosperity. Oh, uh, what's Cream. it called? The gang and beating people up with kung fu moves and torture. Mm-hmm. Um, and torture. Yeah. <laughs> Because, oh, I, I want to do a Wu, I want to do a Wu Tang list so badly, but they got too many fucking albums. How many albums do they have? Lots, fucking tons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Nas. Again, it was more about violence and stuff like sure, that. But like, what? like Nas, and then about, also just representing they, yourself. They only have seven studio albums, Stephen. Do they really? Is it only seven? 
That's very a, surprising to me. They, because... they have one EP, and they have a lot of compilations. Okay, that's what it is. I was say, I feel like they definitely made more projects than that. Yeah, um, no, you you just you just do the seven studio albums, and maybe you throw in an uh, a rapper who only has like four or five albums. Doesn't uh, like I don't fucking know. We can't do Biggie say, or Tupac with them because we have to do them against each other. We have to. Like it's, I would say, I feel like you have to do a whole other group against Wu Tang. Yeah, I don't know that many. We could do Triple uh, Six. I don't know. It's whatever you want for your pick. We got time before your pick, though. We got we do have time. We got Jorge's. We got Alex's second pick, and we've got Gunner's pick. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly debating on like Beyonce and Destiny's Child or Ooh, I'm down. something else. Oh, I we like, could do Mob Deep. We could do Mob Deep. Ooh, we could do Mob Deep. That'd be fun. But let's talk about how this album's like a Christian rap album, and it's super weird. <laughs> uh, I also think it's pretty all right. I like the album. It's my number nine. They're hey, better albums. John. Hey. Phony Rappers, good song. Phony Rappers, good song. Talking about like how they went out and people and little kids, not little kids, but like youngins. In the rap community, we're just like, hey, I can fucking take you. And then they get shit on bodied. by, they, they get bodied by Q-Tip. And Fife and, Dog. And Fife Dog. Rest R. in R. peace, Fife. old Fife Dog. In peace, That's, Fife that, Dog. That is the, the, the first time I heard about A Tribe Called Quest was when I watched a Dave Chappelle skit on Netflix. And after his first skit, he goes, rest in peace, my man, Fife Dog. And they play Can I Kick It? And that was literally the first time that I heard any A Tribe Called Quest. It's a good introduction to yeah. A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Speaking of Dave Chappelle, fucking Players Ball literally made a goddamn Dave Chappelle skit. Hey, one of the best Dave Chappelle skits. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking wild. Absolutely wild. What's it called? The Player Haters Ball? Play Haters Ball. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it made that cool. skit. It made... There's a fucking Boondocks episode where they're on the train with all the fucking pimps. It made mm-hmm. that one. It made the goddamn South Park episode with those pimps. Oh, like, dang, that it's is fucking true. crazy. It is. What's uh, next? Be- Beats, Rhymes, and Life and one other album are the only two albums that did not switch places at all. From my last list of this list, I think same. Uh, it's be- it's beats, rhymes, and life, and my number eleven are the only two that I stay same. the same. Same, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Actually, I really no, do not like I beats, rhymes, That's and life. That's very wrong for me. Uh, but now, a month later, almost exactly a month later, it's like twenty-seven days, twenty twenty-eight days. We got AT Aliens by Outkast. Goddamn! What a good album! What a, what a good great album! There's album. too many. There's too many. Like, dog, it's so good. It's so good. There's too many. All right, go ahead, Jorge. Hit us with why. I mean, my guess is your number either five or seven. I mean, hey, you got it on the first one. It is my number five. I love AT Aliens. This was, I think, the very first Outcast album I listened to in its entirety. Um, Because I think I just heard, like, uh, elevators one day and I was like yo this song absolutely slaps and I just went and listened to this entire album and I realized the entire album slaps um, like There's so many two dope boys Ugh, iconic two dope boys is incredible elevators will always be my favorite single one 
uh, what's it called? Decatur Psalm. Decatur Psalm, so good. So it's good. so good. Like it's so good. It just and then also this album art is easily my favorite Outcast album art. Like it's it's I don't know why I just love it so much. Crazy cool. Like so ah uh, yeah, AT Aliens. Like who? What's the thing in the background? Why did you get this like buff greenish dude hanging out in the it's background? It's a fucking alien. It's an alien, man. It it looks like an orc. Okay. It's like, like a, a pod. Like World of Warcraft orc. It's an he's, alien. I think he's though. in a pod. I mean, it, it's a cool album art. You've got these two dudes fucking ready to kick ass. Kung Fu'd up. Mm hmm. E.T. Extraterrestrial. Mm hmm. This fucking album's this fucking album's so goddamn good. It's so good. And it's still it's not, like it's still number six for me. Yeah. It's still number six. It's number seven for me. Last time it was number five. It's moved down a little bit, but like it hasn't become worse. Again, it other albums that I've listened to more since that point have just become better. This entire like I don't I, I don't know what to say. Like, like all of all of the songs are good. You I was may die, maybe my favorite. Gross. You may die, maybe one of my favorite intros for an album ever it is a good intro oh, man. yes no it's a i agree it is a phenomenal intro it's up there with i thought about killing you yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's my number four really love this album oh man it's such a good album okay they have a lot of very serious songs on this album. Babylon, mm-hmm. Elevators, 13th Floor. Like, they're they're very... They're serious. They're not, like, flashy rappy. It's great. Yeah. It's fucking in- incredible. And and I like the whole idea that, like, hey, we made our fun album. We made our, like, our debut album. We, we got, like, the idea of how we're going to make music out. So this time, let's make it an album with, like, a bit of a heavier hand, you know? And see how it mm-hmm. goes. Yeah, and it exactly. was great. Like they turned they turned the fucking crazy up, mm-hmm. which is insane compared to Southern playlistic kind of like music. But they did it, and they talk about it in uh, equipment, right? Because they're like, yeah, man. First they were like players, then they mm-hmm. were aliens. <laughs> now there's some genies and shit. Yeah, dog, it's great. Oh man. Uh, okay, okay. Two years go by. Neither band puts out an album until we get Aquamanai by Outkast in September. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I messed up for a second. We have two albums that come out on the same goddamn day. We didn't realize this until just, like, at the beginning of the episode. We have Aquamanai and The Love Movement both come out September 29th, 1998. It's insane because these albums are so drastically different. So first... We're going to talk about Equimini because alphabetical. So Equimini is the album we're talking about first. Go ahead, Jorge. So Equimini, Equimini is the absolute bottom of the albums I love. The first time I listened to Equimini, the first time we did this list, I didn't like it at all. And I think Steven was ready to, um, you know, fight, stab me um, in a dark alley because of it. Uh, <laughs> since then, listening to Equimini, again, I have grown. I have seen things. Um, Equimini is a fantastic album. However, it is still my number nine. Not because I don't like it, but just because I like 
all the other albums more. But and also because while I can see Equimini, like I can see everything that makes Equimini great, it doesn't resonate that well with me. So all I'm gonna say is that maybe one day I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna put on Equimini, and it's suddenly becoming like the greatest thing ever, and I'll be enlightened and I will reach my final form. But I'm still not there yet. So still a great album. Give it a solid eight out of ten. But it's my number nine. Go ahead, I'm, Steven. Tell I've us already your number one. It's my number one because it's the fucking best. <laughs> it is the best Outcast album. Period. This album is fucking perfect. This album's perfect. There, like, I don't know. Hold on, be strong. Is just you may die, but better. It's fucking insane. The fucking the middle, like, I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. The skewed on the Barbie to Mama's uh, nah, fucking like to y'all scared probably. That part, that entire section is perfect. There's not a miss on this album. This is this is the epitome of story rap. Steven, I agree with you. It is also my number one. This uh, fucking the art of storytelling. This fucking album is like two. ridiculous. Fantastic. It's Chef's Kiss. It's perfect. The art of storytelling, part one and part two. Like, I don't know. You can't get better. You can't get better. Spodiote Doublelicious is also fucking incredible. Absolutely incredible. But you know what the best? A fucking Aquemini. Andre 3000 is the best lyricist on the fucking planet. Equimini is insane. Culinary arts, bread, cheese, and dough? It's so it's so fucking cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's my number I you, one. I know you can go forever if you want to. Are you done speaking, though? I'm done. I'm done. Synthesizer, okay. very good. Okay. So, last time, it was also Steven's and Alex's number one. Uh, it was my number seven last time. So, Steven and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. We like similar animes, video games, TV shows magic, random hobbies, whatever. But one thing that I think we don't see eye to eye on most of the time is music. We both really like lo-fi beats, but other than that, it's like, it's different. It's almost polar opposites. Um, I don't know what it is, but we just we just see differently. He thinks Jesus is the best Kanye album. Because it he is. thinks Uma Guma is the best Daft Punk album. Uma he Guma thinks is not written by Pink Daft Floyd. Punk. It's written by Pink. That's Floyd. That's what I meant. Pink Floyd. He thinks uh, Across the Universe is the best Justice or Daft Punk album. And I think all three of these takes are absolutely insane. So he has told me that Aquemini is the best album. And Steven has convinced me to go back and re-listen to this album. And the album has convinced me it is easily the best album. It is yeah. so goddamn good. It's so good. fucking good. It's so good, it's fucking ridiculous. I love this album. I did not love this album the first time I listened to it. And I was like, it's whatever. 
It's like, it was my second lowest Outcast album. It was like Southern Play, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music, and then it was Equimini. But Hold On Be Strong is, like Steven said, an incredible starter for a an album. I don't know how much I li- so listening to this album the first time, I didn't know how much I liked the in the uh the interludes being a part of the song. Now it's the mid-90s. You're listening to you, you either have a record, you have a cassette, or you have a CD. Which you aren't really gonna be like, you know. You don't wanna like skip right past the interlude if you don't want to listen to it to get to the song. You're not going on Spotify and like clicking the song you want to listen to. So you're like, listening it's, to it in order. Exactly. You're listening to it in order. And if you're listening to this album, you're not like because sometimes you make it confused, right? Like you could listen to like instead of listening to that bit in between the song and you just start the song, like you miss that bit. Mm-hmm. But but because the album's so good, you're never fucking squip- skipping Equemini to get to synthesizer. You're not doing that. No, so you aren't going to you aren't gonna miss the little uh we did it, Igor. We finally did it. Bit mm-hmm. in between those two songs, which ties it together. Like th- that one-two song punch is incredible. You've got like Aquemini, which is like almost astrology, and then you've got Synthesizer, which is science. So you got like the back-to-back, the juxtaposition of these two things in these songs, and it's fucking incredible. Those two songs are incredible. Now the only actual problem i see with this album is i do not like mamacita i don't like it that is probably the weakest song on here i see that song as being a very it's a very angry song this is just the it's the angriest song on this album probably it's just annoying like the chorus is a bit grating i I don't i don't like it i don't like it i don't want to listen to it but the rest of the album fucking liberation with CeeLo green is so good yeah uh yeah. So th- this is what I was talking about earlier about things like existential from the album if it makes it cooler. Rosa Parks apparently sued Outkast for the Rosa Parks song. That's cool. That's, That's really fucking hilarious. Cool. They sued them because they used her image to sell albums and it used a bunch of language that she was deemed not appropriate. So she sued them and they reached a settlement. That's fucking cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's really fucking cool. Like, this was already my number one album, but, like, that's something that I think adds to the coolness factor. This fucking album. It's it's, it's really good. Synthesizer, you have to listen to it with fucking headphones on because there's so much weird shit happening in the left and right. And, like, hearing fucking George Clinton talk to me in my left ear whilst I'm getting sung to by fucking... Big Boy in My Right Ear is insane. So I listened to this album all the way through. And then I had, I I unplugged my headphones. I put them in my phone. I walked outside and I grabbed a cigarette. And then I just listened to Equimini and Synthesizer again. Because I had, I had to just like experience it again. And I listened to those two songs back to back multiple times after re-listening to this album. That feels like your version of the Contact to Genesis for me. Return of the G is a really good first actual song to an album. 
mm-hmm. because it's their second album or it's their third album. I'm sorry. No, it's their second. No, it's their third album. It's their third. ATLNs was before this. Yep. Okay, but we're back. We're back in it. We're here again, talking about fucking kick-ass music, and I love it. And now we get to talk about not kick-ass music in the love movement. We get to talk about the love movement, which came out the same day. If you're like, man, I'm, which do I pick? I, which do I pick? Which do I pick? Yeah, you're you're like, man, I've listened to People's Instinctive Travels. I've listened to Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. I like both these bands. Both these albums come out on the same day. Now we get the love movement. Jorge, how do we feel about the love movement? Oh, not great at all. Um, okay. so it's my lowest album. Same. I listened to one song on here on my re-listen. I realized I don't have to re-listen to this album because I remember how much I didn't like it, especially compared to all these other albums. Um, it has not moved at all. I um, I will never somehow not be disappointed in the fact that the Noriega um, feature, which I thought was going to you know be the Panamanian dictator noriega i don't know why i thought that if only ended up being some some other rapper who i've never even heard of why what's the there's a there's a best song on this album okay what i that that's it's uh it's four moms nope incorrect it's find a way find a way is the best song on this album i mean yes but it also does not have to compete with that much but it's still very good song. i mean you're right you're right nah. I love Four Moms because there's no there's no rapping. It's just jazzy music for like two minutes, and I love it. That's sure. the album I don't care about. Sure. It's my number 11. <laughs> it's easily the worst album among these 11. Like, I'm talking about how much most of these albums are great. Most of these albums are great. The top 10, great albums. This one, not great. If we made a top 10 list, this would not be an honorable mention. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. It wouldn't. Yeah, I honestly might just put Wild Wild as my own honorable mention. Exactly. Yeah, same. I haven't even listened to it. Uh, it's, it's just, it feels the most late '90s of all of these albums that came out in the late '90s. Mm-hmm. Is it your number ten, Alex? Yes. Okay. Okay. I was a little worried. No, no. Okay, I'm just making sure. Uh, but I that that pivot, one day, two albums, two good bands, two very different albums. Mm-hmm. It's like the meme where you've got the people passing by each other, and it's just it's it's the Fast and Furious meme where Paul Walker and Vin Diesel go their several ways. I was gonna say it was the um, umbrella umbrella academy meme where it's uh, that five and Banya. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, not a good album. But the lowest spot we have left is one of us has a six, or one of us has a seven, one of us has a six, and the other two of us have three through five. Yeah. These, so the, rest the, of these the, albums the, are the last great. the last three albums are great to some degree. So, two years later, October 31st, on Halloween, 
We get the original Stankonia. And then 20 years later, on October 30th of 2020, we get the Deluxe Edition, which is just some acapellas for this album. But we get Stankonia. So Stankonia actually did go down a bit. I think last time it was my favorite uh, Outkast album. Now it is my number three. It is still a fantastic album. My goodness. Yeah. What's it called? Miss Jackson is easily one of the most iconic, what's it called, Outkast songs. On top of that, this entire album just is so great. So fresh, so clean. It's absolutely great. Snapping and Trapping is great. Spaghetti Junction is a song that screams to me that, hey, you shouldn't enjoy this, but I do. Like, it's such a good album. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. And, and it honestly blows me away. Also, I will never not love when um Dave Chappelle in the skit said um, Outkast is dropping bombs over Baghdad on the George W. Bush or Black Bush skit. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, fucking bombs over Baghdad, Bob. Mm-hmm. That song is fucking relentless, and it's incredible. Yep, and it also inspired a very worse Eminem song. Um, sure did. Which is what bagpipes in Baghdad. Yep. God, I hate that song. Um, but you know, bombs over <laughs> so Baghdad. So fresh, so clean. Fantastic. So fresh, so clean is probably as smooth as Funky Ride. Yeah. This fucking. It's so good. Like, god damn it, dude. It's so good. It's my number five. It's so good. We love these hoes. We love these oh, hoes. We love these hoes. Question mark? I like Toilet Tisha a Toilet whole Tisha. lot. Toilet Tisha is the craziest <laughs> fucking song that I absolutely adore. Slum Beautiful, also great. Honestly. I mean, any. Any song that CeeLo Green is on with Outkast is probably an amazing song. Yep. Honestly, yeah. this album just screams to me like, hey, we did our AT Aliens, we did our Equipment, we did our heavy albums. This is us going back to the same vibes in Southern Playlistic Cadillac music. Let's be weird. Let's better. make fucking crazy shit. Like, yeah. it's funny, it's fun, it's crazy, it's different, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking cruising in the ATL. That 19 second interlude. It's so catchy. I love it. It's so good. Oh man. There's a there's an interlude in "To Pimp a Butterfly," where it's a snippet of a song that we don't get to hear, and that's what cruising in the ATL reminds me of a whole lot. Or cruising in the ATL being the precursor. I mean, that Kendrick does probably butterfly. It's just super fucking cool. It is. It is such a good time. Oh man. Stank Love. God. God, it's so good. I don't remember what the song is, but uh it sounds like he's like walking through the forest at the beginning of the song. Mumble uh, Humble Mumba. Humble Mumble with Erica Badu. He sounds for whatever reason, to me, he sounds a little bit like Donkey from Shrek. 
Yeah, he does do a little bit of a donkey voice. It reminds me of Alice in Wonderland or going through the tunnel in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Sure. It's very mystical. Mm-hmm. It's a very good album. Uh, it's moved down a little bit for me also. It's also my number five. It's really close with my number four. Like, they're neck and neck. Um, I really like the the added... Uh, uh, I'm, I don't really usually like acapella versions of songs because I care more about the beat than I do the voice. But these... The acapella for these songs are done really well. Because it's all their good songs, right? And the good songs have good lyrics. So it's Miss Jackson, So Fresh, So Clean, Bombs Over Baghdad. They're good acapella songs. But, Alex, it's your number six? No. Uh, So last time, it was my number 11. I was a lost boy. (laughs) So lost. (laughs) So, so lost. This album is fantastic. I love it. It's my number five. Okay. Hey. We saved one of them, dog. Now we just got to redo Pink Floyd, so hopefully Steven just comes to his senses. Nah, he's not He's not going to. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not going to happen. still my favorite album. Still. I'm currently re-listening to those right now. The Piper at the Gates of Dawn, A Saucer Full of Secrets, and more are not as bad as I had previously thought. They are a little bit better. That entire album is fucking We haven't reached We haven't reached Umaguma yet because I just, like, I wasn't going to listen to that today when I was working. I wasn't going to do that to myself. I'll listen to it when I'm, like, already in a bad mood to make myself in a worse mood. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to ruin a good mood with listening Mm -hmm. to Umaguma, you know? I feel you. Three years? Three years go by. We get Speaker Box, The Love Below. So, from what I've read, these are almost uh, one of them. I think it was Speaker Box. Speaker Box is basically a solo album of Big Boy. It could almost be a standalone album by himself, and The Love Below is a collab between the two of them, I think. I could I could have gotten that mixed up. Because they've kind of split up by this point, right? Do you know anything about that, Steven? Cause like now they're now they're individual like they do solo stuff a little bit like Big Boy has done a, like a lot more since his time in Outcast. Uh, Three Stacks doesn't have any solo projects. Uh, Andre, but I don't think he ever will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but he's been like a part of. He was on uh, a Tribe Called Quest's last album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does features all the time. He, he does features. Every feature he's on, he fucking kills. Oh yeah, like, he was he's, on uh, he's, Frank Ocean's last album. Yeah, he's on Blonde, and he fucking yeah, he had that one that interlude, one interlude, and it's absolutely fire. Um, he like if Andre Three Thousand's on a song, he's probably gonna be the best part of it. Yeah, it's a hit. Yeah, like it's he's, he's it's, just a good musician. He's so fucking multi talented too. It's ridiculous. He has a lot of like clarinet and flute jazz. And crazy shit he did. He did a few things with James Blake. Like, I think his most like the he released two. He released two singles on it was either Mother's Day or Father's Day. Maybe like three years ago. That are incredible. There's no words and stuff. It's just super moving, like flute music. It's fucking wild. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm gonna say it right now, the man's the prince of rap. 
And I mean yeah. Prince as like the artist Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Because first off, if you know, you know, Prince was better than Michael Jackson. And Prince was, was the real deal. Prince was the Prince, fucking real deal. Prince, how many instruments did Prince know how to play? Because I'm pretty sure he made all he of them. Did, he played all the instruments for his first album. Yeah, he played all. Yeah, and he every fucking uh, the Purple Rain version you hear on the album mm-hmm. was like the first time he played it live in front of everyone, and it was so good they just took it and used that one on the album. Like, no, Prince is insanely talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Absolutely yeah. fucking ridiculous. Also, he beat Charlie we, Murphy in the game of basketball. Yeah, which is hilarious. Blouses. When we talked about <laughs> 80s songs, my my dad and Steven's mom were talking about how Prince is potentially one of the best guitar players of all time. Yeah, you want to mm-hmm. you want to fucking figure that out. Go watch his solo for goddamn the Music Hall of Fame or whatever the fuck they want to call it. I don't know what it's actually called, but that's what it is. His yeah. His, as my guitar gently weeps solo, oh my fucking god. It's, he shows up like four or five living legends during that performance. It's insane. Like, yeah, no, this man Prince is, he was just different. That man was just yeah. different. Ugh. He, he, yeah. R.I.P. in peace. Mm-hmm. And Andre 3000 just gives me the exact same vibes. Also, Andre 3000, incredible name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Are we going to talk about to how... Three Stacks? Yeah, Three Stacks. Goddamn, it's so cool. All of their fucking AKAs are so cool. Lucius Left Foot. Like, <laughs> that's... It's so cool. Oh, Daddy Fast Stacks. Lucius Left Foot. Three Stacks. They're so cool. They're so cool. Cooler than a polar bear's toenail. It's the MI crooked letter, dude. It's it's so good. It's absolutely so good. Oh man, but okay. But three years later, we got speaker box. The love below. So before I say where this album is, this album won album of the year at the Grammys. That is wild for a rap album to do it is rare that a rap album even gets nominated for album of the year let alone wins it the grammy notoriously does not recognize rap albums as qualifiers for album of the year like you may get a rap song which happens all the time but uh for like song of the year or maybe even record of the year uh well yeah we also get record of the year because childish gambino won for uh this is america but Mm -hmm. Album of the year never happens. And it has only ever happened twice. First time with Lauren Hill on The Miseducation of yeah, Lauren Hill. The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, which So you're telling me the last time this happened was 2003? Yes. Yep. That's insane. It is. And Wait, correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, what were you going to say, John? Didn't uh did Macklemore's album not win Best Album of the Year? No, no it won Best Rap Album of the Year, which was a disgrace because it beat out Good Kid Mad City, which it never should have. Yeah, nah. Nah, that's... That was easily the most egregious example of yeah, the yeah. Grammy's sure. complete disregard for rap music Wait, I've no, ever seen in my entire life. He, didn't, he, not, he was nominated. He didn't win. It sounds right heist? here. That he, the yeah, heist? He, 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 it tells me, I mean, I don't know, but... 
The Heist definitely won over Good Kid, Mad City. They won Best Rap Album. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was a nominee for a uh, Rap Album of the Year. Or for no album of the year, yeah, he was a nominee for album. Of the okay, year. sure, 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 sure. I see it here. It just wasn't on the first page. I yeah. looked at. he won best rap album, but yeah, again, I, in my it's personal different. opinion, sure. he shouldn't have been a nominee for that. It's similar to when yeah, Post Malone no. ever gets a nominee for rap album, which I just don't think he should, because I just don't consider that rap as much as like a pop album. But yeah, it's exactly. Pop rap is pop. Yeah, but you're you're blurring lines at that point. Yeah. Because I think Drake is, like, the closest thing to pop rap we get. Because he's still spitting bars while still, like, singing mm-hmm. something like that. Post Malone is singing the entire way through. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. So, that's why I think we're blurring the line. Um, either way, I'm not going to get into it. Either way, rap has been constantly disrespected when it came to Album of the Year nominees. So, the fact that this album won Album of the Year tells you so much especially in 2003. Like, this is the last time a rap album won album of the year. That was 18 years ago. That is insane. So, this album by number two. The first time I did this, I think it was under Sangonia. I re-listened to it. I love Speaker Box a lot more. What's it called? Ghetto Music is just a wild an a great song to wake you up into the speaker box part of this album because jesus mm-hmm. and the love below i still absolutely adore the love below if anything i just love it more so yeah real quick the albums that it was up against this year i i mean i've never heard of them they are elephant by the white stripes Justified by Justin Timberlake, Fallen. You never by heard Evanescence. of Justified by Justin Timberlake? That was like his debut no. album. That's dude. his. That's his like best album. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? But it could be his best album. Is it a good album though? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And Under Construction by Missy Elliott. I don't even know who that is. That album. Elliot. That's a really Missy good Elliott? album too. You don't know Missy Elliott? I was nah. saying. I mean. Oh uh, yeah. Listen. Listen to her, John. Okay, so th- those are both apparently good albums. The and Elephant. Okay, John, Timberlake. have you ever heard Seven Nation Army? Yeah. Sure, but th- yeah, that's what Elephant's on. <laughs> yeah, that's the only song that I've heard from that album. Yeah, and I mean, the songs are all right. Who who listened to the White Stripes? Not two thousand three. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure. I'm I am just musically incompetent then. Nah, uh, look, because that's the thing. I have not, I don't think I've heard most of those albums in entirety. It's just, it was a different time. It wasn't my time to listen to music. I wasn't listening to music when I was like, I wasn't listening to music like that when I was like eight. Like, <laughs> I was listening to whatever my parents sure. put on, and that was, sure. again, whatever that was. So, this was what my this is what my parents were putting on. <laughs> so. All right, Jorge, you said this was your number two. Yes. Steven. This is my number three. It's also my number three. The Love Below. If we were to break it in, into two albums, The Love Below is my favorite part. Yep. Hey, Love Below is fantastic. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. The shit is so ridiculous. Vibrate? Vibrate is fucking... It's hilarious. It's absolutely... It's so funny. Like... 
I don't know, my dude. I don't know. Hey, yeah, is a classic. Yeah, it has to be. What like, is cooler than, than being, being cool? Ice cold. Ice cold. Ice cold. Hey, if nothing lasts forever, what makes love the exception? Mm-hmm. I really like Dracula's Wedding. Mm-hmm. I like bow tie. I don't know why I love bow tie. Nah, bow tie is just such so a funky fun. beat. I just love it. It's so much fun. I think the first time we did this list, I liked Speaker Box more. I think I now like Love Below more. It is the better love album of the two, like easily. Uh, I think Speaker Box has an incredible start. Ghetto Music through The Way You Move, I think, are really good songs. But I think overall, The Love Below is just a more well-rounded album. The Love Below feels more complete. Yeah, I agree. It's I, my number two. Fantastic album. Hey, shout out. Hey, yeah, it's a classic. Oh, but I will say, um... God, what was it? With the little kid? Bamboo Interlude? Yes. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so yeah. cute Adorable. every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets me every time. He graduated college recently, which uh-huh. makes me feel Old. just the oldest. The oldest man I've ever felt in my entire life. Dang, imagine just being in college and it's just like, oh yeah, I was that. It's like, I'm that kid from uh, Bamboo Interlude. I'm on, I'm on one of the fucking coolest albums of all time. I'm on an album of the year recipient. <laughs> Mm-hmm. God damn! What? A, what a good album! What a good album! Oh fuck! What is it? I love "Behold a Lady." I love that song. The interlude before it is also hilarious. Uh, what is it? Happy Valentine's Day. Mm. Is is also very good. But we're here with we're the, the final last album. album. Mm-hmm. This 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 album's wild because it is eighteen years after the Love Movement. They're like they're shaking off. They take eighteen years to shake off that bad album, and they come back with "We got it from here." Thank you for your service. Fife Dog dies part of the way through the creation of this album, so he's in some of it, but he's not in all of it. They finished it without him, but they started it with him. Because he had diabetes, right? I believe so. Hmm. A funky diabetic. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. Alright, tell us why it's your number seven. So, it is my number seven because this album is fantastic. What's it called? The thing is, I don't love every single part is like this album it has weird spikes for me because it feels like for the songs i either love them like they're some of the best a tribe called quest songs i've ever heard of or i'm just like yeah this was good but it's not like as good as you know some of the like lesser songs from like this album so it's mm-hmm. so it's such like a weird disposition because there are songs in here that i will literally listen to for like hours and there are some songs in here i'll never listen to again once i listen to them once like and one of the big standout songs to me that like I that like did this the most to me was a solid wall of sound. I it's a good song. Fucking love that song. That song is so good. Yeah. 
it's so good and there's like a weird part in the middle where i'm just like i can do without this one part but every other part of the song is so good but i'm also just a whore it's for Elton john incredible. so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like when young thug use uh did the rocket man sample mm-hmm shout outs to fucking kanye for bringing elton john to the forefront with his song with rihanna that i forgot the name of you know i i honestly never heard of elton john until young thug uh brought him up that one time in that one song hey shout out to the boy mm-hmm. for putting him on exactly oh uh, man but no yeah i saw the wall of sound freaking enough like that song just so smooth it's so smooth and i love it like mm-hmm. oh man we the people we the people Dude, this this is this is the way a political statement of an album should be done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Space program is also okay. The it's so fucking good. Space program is potentially my favorite a tribe called Quest song. I love that song so goddamn much. I love it. It's funky. It fucking hits. I like the message. It's, it's in, so good. It's incredibly motivational. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's such a good first al- uh, song to an album, mm-hmm. too. It's like, hey, we're back. Here's this song. And you're like, holy shit. This, blow- this one song blows the entire last album out of the water. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Could we get and then you got to... Th- then you got an entire album attached to it. We the People. Solid Wall of Sound. Melatonin. I still love Melatonin. Oh, it's a whole really lot. Good album. Like, again, I Lost just imagine, somebody? like, someone's dad. They're just, like, sitting in a room listening to, like, Young Thug and Future, who were, like, peaking in 2016. Your dad just kicks on doors, like, turn that shit off. We're listening to we- we're listening to the Tribe Called Quest. And the son's just like, who? And exactly. their mind is just blown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's so... Far after the end of conventional A Tribe Called Quest, that like you, I've been told or I've read that it reintroduced this band to new generations. It did. And, like that's really why people like us know about them is because like this, this is, album came out, this, and even if this wasn't the first album we heard, it just like reintroduced the conversation. It did, and this is honestly what like brought A Tribe Called Quest to mind when I actually like started listening to them. I was just like, because. They dropped this album. They performed at the Grammys. I was like, yo, these guys are absolutely fantastic. And at the time, I was like listening to Wu-Tang Clan. But I wasn't like listening to A Tribe. And I was like, I'm going to go back and listen to A Tribe. Because it sounds dope. I like it. That's that's yeah. like almost exactly what was happening for me. I was listening to a lot of Nas and a lot of Biggie. Mm-hmm. Like just right around this era. And then, then this album came out. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll go listen to all of A Tribe Called Quest. Or most of. We didn't listen to the Love sure. Movement because... I mean, yeah. It was bad then. So, uh, so Jorge is number seven. Alex is number six. Steven and myself is number four. This album was number three for me last time. It moved down a little bit. It's a very good album. I personally don't. I mean, it's not their best album to me. Uh, I guess it isn't their best album for any of us. Really, we have a different album above it. Stephen and I. It's Peter Poor. People's Instinctive Travels. Stephen and Alex, or uh, Alex and Jorge, Midnight Marauders, 
and for Jorge's love movement. But we've talked about all these great albums. So what I've done. You said the love movement, John. You mean low end theory? <laughs> that's what I, that's what I meant. How dare so you? So what I've done, what I've started doing, is creating an average when we all are rating the exact same things. So the average from bottom to top, obviously, bottom is a love movement. Next is Beats, Rhymes, and Life at number 10. And number 9 is Southern Playlistic Cadillac Music. 8 is The Low End Theory. 7, Midnight Marauders. 6 is AT Aliens. 5 is We Got It From Here. Thank You For Your Service. 4 is Dankonia. 3 is People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm. 2 is Equimini, even though 3 of us had it at number 1. Shout out to Outliers. Um... Just because <laughs> Outliers, Horror had it at number 9, it brought it down, but we all <laughs> equally almost equally loved speaker box and the love below so it's number one as the average and i think i'm fine with this list with this average yeah Yeah. that would be a good list that's a pretty good list um but shout out to uh them doing something very similar to wu-tang except they waited 18 years while wu-tang only waited seven and then dropped a better tomorrow yeah think about just waiting so long hey like hey we're still here Wait, they, like split up that, and then they came back together. Did that unheard Wu Tang album that Martin Shkreli bought the rights of and never released to the public come out before A Better Tomorrow or after? I believe it came out before. Okay. But I think it only came out because he went to jail, which is hilarious. Well, yeah, no, it's in police custody now, which is insane. That I'm that is still not released to the public, and I'm upset. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, Better Tomorrow, absolutely fantastic. Um, what's it called? Album. The intro, Ruckus in B minor, is probably one of my favorite Wu-Tang Clan songs ever. But maybe we'll talk about that another day. I really want to do Wu-Tang. Like, if we did Wu-Tang, mm-hmm. it'd be really fun to do, like, The Collective. But I think it would be even cooler to do all of the individual albums. Ooh. Yeah? Because then you get, like, Liquid Swords. You've got Ghostface Killers albums. You have ODB, fucking Brooklyn Zoo. You got that album. But that is also like, it'd be, so it'd be, many it'd albums. It'd be sick. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, it is a lot of albums. But it'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the woo. Nah, ain't nothing to fuck with. But that is it for this list. Do we want to talk any more about these two titans of music i mean listen honestly speaking again you can go off for days on both these um people Uh like yep and again it is like when when talking about like the most historic people in southern rap and east coast rap and west coast rap if you're into that whatever some people always do the conversation of like tupac and biggie but i mean what's tupac without nwa and in my opinion a Tribe Called Quest is East Coast version of NWA. Like, they were here. They were doing it. They, again, made jazz rap. Or they just... They made jazz rap what it is. And Outkast, again, Southern rap would be entirely different and would not even be a contender with East Coast or West Coast rap if it was not for Outkast and all they contributed to I don't it. think I don't think Southern rap becomes what it is until... Probably like Gucci Mane in like the big trap sound. The big trap sound is a big part of Southern rap, but I don't know, man. 
Because you even then you had Mike Jones, Paul Wall, like who were running in Houston. Yeah, but and, like H Town, like H Town rap is so different than trap. Yeah, but that's just, see that's the thing about Southern rap. Like it's all really different. Like yeah, and it all just depends on where you're from. Because again, ATL rap is completely different from Houston rap, which is somehow different from Dallas rap. Like, mm-hmm. and then it's, again, it's fucking crazy. Tennessee raps is is, is it's, it's an entire thing. Like Memphis. Yeah, you got triple six. You got fucking YG Tut. Uh, yeah, dude, this shit's fucking crazy. It is, and it's all complete. Like that's the thing when you talk about East Coast rap, you're just like yeah, that's usually all around the same thing. Like you have your mm-hmm. different thing, but it's all around like the same thing. It all comes from, like from the same root. Same thing with West Coast rap, but no, yeah, Southern rap just like some weird chimera monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. And I blame that entirely on Outkast and their weird chimeric just discography. Yeah. They just, they made the music they wanted to, and they were like, fuck it, let's make it weird as shit. Because again, sometimes you get songs like freaking Hey Yeah, and then other times you get songs like Ice Cream Paint Job, and all of these are southern, like, southern classics. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah, buddy, rolling like a big shot, Chevy tuned up like a NASCAR pit stop. Like, that's a classic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. But, But, this is a long episode. I mean, this episode isn't as long as I expected it to be, talking about 11 great albums, but I guess it is only 11, so... It was shorter than it was last time. It is shorter than it was last time. There was a lot more violence last time. There was. You know, we, we've come closer together on this one. We have all grown as like, people. Um. <laughs> yeah. Seven months does a lot, and seven months of podcasting does even more. But, we are... This is why you're wrong. We appreciate you listening to this episode and any other episode that you may choose to listen to. We appreciate it. We have an email that you can email us at. You can email us anything you want. It doesn't matter. Your own version of this list, list ideas, bands you want us to talk about, fucking anything. Questions that you want me to ask the co-hosts. I would love to get more questions. I'm thinking I'm going to do more specific questions from this point forward. Rather than a random question, it's more of a, this is what we're talking about today, here's a pertinent question that we're not going to talk about in the episode. But you can email us at thisiswhyyou'rewrong at yahoo.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All This Is Why You're Wrong 1. We also have a website at thisiswhyyou'rewrong.net. You, you can, can find me. all of our stuff, social medias, everything on the website too, lists, mm-hmm. all of it. You can tweet at me at Double Owls. You can tweet at me at phnov1. You can tweet at me at zero four seventeen. Jorge, what unique mode of, I don't know, anything do you want people to contact you at? Well, in these trying times, uh, we can never really know of tomorrow's promise. So. If you never hear me on this podcast again, uh, you can reach me with your local Ouija board while listening to any episode that I appear on. And hopefully you can get uh, some more answers to some questions of, you know, things that happen after death. But who knows when that'll be? Just stay well, patient. Not anytime soon. <laughs> not now. Maybe well, in the future. Not soon. We have a Patreon. Oh, we do. If you want to give us money, you can. You get things. You give us a dollar, you can be on our you can be on our Discord that we hang out on, and you would see the chair Alex bought. 
<laughs> for one whole dollar. Pretty good chair. If you paid five whole chair. dollars, you can vote on intros and see the chair Alex got. For ten dollars, you can listen to this album that or this this podcast way before you would normally listen to this podcast. This specific episode, I should say. You know, it might be a good idea for, for just like an up sale price. Just um, you got to do a rendition of one of the albums. Absolutely not. That's <laughs> no. that's way above no. pumper. No. That's way above pumper. I am but, not. Mu- I'm tone deaf at the ass. I am not. Look, gonna look you don't have to promise it's going to be good. <laughs> no, twenty dollars gets you. But yeah, like hey, here's a. Uh, Steve and Alex and John cover of Oh God no Aquemini. <laughs> oh or uh, can I kick it? No. No. <laughs> Hell no. Twenty dollars gets you an item and I would, the rest I would, of those I, would I, said. I would do one song. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but the fucking price is nah, gonna be I, ridiculous. A grand a person, I think I'd do an entire album. It'd be like nah, 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 nah. I do I would do like a Patreon goal, like a total like a total Go, like if we get like X amount of dollars per month, I would do I would do like a song with you guys. Absolutely. I would say you give me fifty bucks, I will do an entire album live. Actually, I can't do an Jesus entire album live. Man. I would have to run a lot of cardio Fuck before that. then. <laughs> live performances are hard. Trust me, I have tried. Um, Go ahead, Steven. Tell us the rest of the Patreon. Twenty bucks get you the rest of those things I said, and an item of some sort. Maybe it's a T-shirt. Maybe it's a picture. It's probably a picture. Uh, could be a cup, maybe. We'll see. Eventually, you get uh, to vote on. You get to create. You get, you get to choose. Yeah, you get, you get to choose. Uh, for fifty whole dollars, this is the only one that you have to you have to give us fifty dollars for multiple months. If you give us fifty bucks for six months, you get to be on an episode. We have a long list of episodes we're gonna do. You get to pick the episode you want to be on that you're most interested in. You give us three hundred bucks, you're in. Easy as that. That's fun. Yeah, I think that's e- it. Yeah, easy as three hundred dollars of your life. Exactly. You want to be on a shitty podcast? <laughs> hey, it's your money. We'll let you on. Maybe by this point, you can buy like one tenth of a, a GME. But exactly, we'll see. It's one one hundredth of a GME. John. I don't know if GME at this point is going to be thirty grand, Stephen. Well, but I, was say, I think the, at the uh, moment right now, Disney stocks are at like 190-something. It's the bottom. Disney stocks are so fucking blasé. <laughs> but next week, we'll talk to you with whatever garbage-ass cool list that we're coming up with. And I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Just to put this into context, I'm sorry for the things I said in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>